This week on the Super League podcast, we have one team undefeated and we have no teams without a win. Everyone's got one. We're going to jump into that and more coming up. Nice, bro. That sounded like really pre-recorded. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because it's time for your Super League podcast. Proudly brought to you by Horn Industrial Coatings. Welcome to the electrifying world of Super League basketball. Welcome to the Super League podcast. Uh, this is your host, Dale Taylor. I am joined today by Lucas Plaza and his washing machine. Hello, mate. What's going on, brother? It just beeped again. I don't know why. It beeped like a minute ago. You called me out. You, got me, you got me on the pre-intro. It was definitely pre-recorded. Uh, I just didn't want to stuff it up in front of everyone if there was going to be people here, and turns out there is. So. It sounded so crisp. It's it like very nice. It's like you know, you're pissing in public when you um you go to take a piss in public and you're like, there's people around. I don't know what it is. I don't. Yeah, like I, there's something about pissing next to another man and just having a bit of a peek. It's 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 good. <laughs> so I, I don't. It's, there's no. I always keep my eyes front and center, mate. I don't go. My eyes don't stray. <laughs> well, you're a liar. <laughs> This episode brought liar. to you, what a segue, by, by Lincoln Scott from Coronas Real Estate. One Coronas, many solutions. Plozzi, we've got an interesting pod uh, today. Our, our last round saw one more team uh, left undefeated and one getting their first loss. But also, no teams are now without a win. You like to hear that last part, definitely. Good to see uh, the last. Who was the last team to get the dub? I'm trying to. It was the Bulldogs. Was the... It was the Bulldogs. It was, it was the, Bulldogs. the Bulldogs. It was the Bulldogs. They jumped from last to seventh too. Like they must have been. Well, their percentage is healthy, so good on them. Competitive team. We'll talk about that. Uh, getting getting into it into the games, but uh, they're they're not until we talk about Tuesday night's games, but we have Mondays to get through first. Shall we jump straight into it, Plozzy? Yeah, no Vaseline, mate. Straight in raw. Let's get it done. I know I know uh, one of the men in the audience, Larry Baines, pretty keen to hear about this one. Uh, it was <laughs> the Cadinia Crocs taking down the Baronia Bloodhounds seventy four to forty three in a convincing fashion. Mate, my washing machine agrees. This was a dicking of crocodilian proportions. 31 points. Um, not something you'd expect to see from the Hounds with uh, with essentially two top five picks on their list. So a great win by the Crocs. Yeah, um, absolute blowout win. And, and it was really good to see uh, H. Melson, um, you know, finally coming to the party. He uh, He's had a pretty quiet season by his standards so far. Uh, so to see him go for 35 and 12, uh, along with uh, a couple of assists in there as well, is pretty impressive. That's ridiculous numbers, man. Like like you said, H has probably had a bit of a lean start, um, but you know we all know what he's capable of. He's a like I said it before, probably one of the other top five picks in the league, other than the two on the other team that we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, 35 and 12 are massive, massive numbers. They're going to bump his averages up quite nicely. Uh, did it efficiently with 52% from the field. Uh, six, thri- six triples as well. So uh, did his work from beyond the arc, 60% from the arc there, which is amazing. Five from six from the uh, from the charity stripe too. So there wasn't much that he didn't do on the night. 
Uh, we might as well roll through the Crocs uh, stat list while I've got it in front of me. Uh, Fudge Packer, Dill Packer had 14 and 4. He had three steals as well. Uh, Sean Sierrakowski uh, with 11 and 10 with a really efficient double double. He shot the rock at 67%. So good to see Sierra get a bit of reward because he's, uh, he's probably battled a little bit to start the season. Uh, Cooper Pantano, 11 points. He had seven rebounds. Um, he shot the ball at 31%, probably not his best night out, but he went zero from five from the three-point line. So um, he'll bounce back, I'm sure, yeah, next week or the week after. Uh, Zach Jock, one point. Uh, he had a couple of rebounds as well and a couple of steals. Uh, and Larry Baines himself, Dan Stowe, with two points. He had five rebounds. Uh, he had a steal there. Uh, just notched his 20 minutes, so uh, no flogging for Stowe at the back as he just ticked over there. That's the most, uh, a real uh, night. most shots we've seen him take in a little while. Three? Yeah, three shots. One from three. It, he's a, I don't know. He's got plenty of options on this team. Um, between, obviously, H, Dill Packer and, and Cooper Pantano, there's plenty of guys that you want to, want to be shooting the rock. So I think Stowe's happy to be taking the back seat and having a bit of a look. But we all know what he can do if he gets hot. Yeah. Um, a nice spread there. You've got four blokes in double figures. Uh, everyone hitting the scoreboard. Uh, and, a, and two blokes getting double-digit rebounds. So a really, uh, really, really handy night on the offensive end, but the defensive end as well for the Crocs. Yeah, they're starting to look comfortable, I think, the Crocs. You know, we saw mm. Dill get off to a slow start. Like you said, Sura got off to a slow start. H. Melson also off to a slow start. So I think these guys are finally starting to gel. And, um, and geez, the, the fruition is, uh, is a massive win against the quality side. I guess a really good side. I think most people would have the Hounds as sort of a top three team on the um, on the Monday night comp. So uh, a, a, a blowout win, obviously, these these can happen when teams are either trying to get back into a game and take a few more risks. But uh, not a pretty night for the Hounds. They've got uh, Cooper Lansing with seventeen and seven. Um, we've got Jackson Gray with another another double double. He had fifteen and thirteen. Uh, so they're pretty much that's pretty much it when it comes to the stats. Lockie McGrath, seven points, four rebounds. Lock's been shooting the ball really well lately. Uh, he's having a fantastic season. Um, but then we've got a we've got a few donuts here. The GM Rowan Sword. He uh, took two shots, missed two shots, and did literally nothing else according to the stat line. Um, there might be some assists, but they're on the other page. There, Tristan Blacker, Blacker was a was a witch's hat himself as well. Zero points. He had two turnovers and two fouls to go with his. One steal. A few injuries so, going on yeah. there. I know. I know. Row was yeah. um, was battling injury, and I know Tristan was too. His his knee sort of tightened up a little bit. So, um, couple of beat up boys there. A couple of older lads. Um, Trudy's, you know, he's obviously missed a fair bit of ball this season from being away. So, he's still getting back into it. Row, uh, to his credit, obviously he's a bit banged up, but he took the ref's whistle late in the night too when Amy hurt her ankle. Uh, so props to Row there. Uh, Jared Kells had four points. He had nine rebounds, so he battled hard in the uh, in the paint for the for the Hounds. And uh, Blakey Schreiber had a couple of rebounds for his Knights. So uh, I don't think the Hounds would think too much of this one. I reckon they just want to forget about it and move on. It was a dirty night. Uh, no one shot the ball particularly well. You know, Lockie McGrath at forty percent was the best of them. Um, Twenty-eight point three percent across the team, and uh, they shot the three ball better than the the two ball. Twenty-nine percent. Uh, well, from the land of plenty. So, Plozzy, we do have one person here uh, on the pod who will not want the Bloodhounds to forget about this game, and it's Larry Baines, a.k.a. Dan Stowe. Hello, mate. 
actually hear me this time? Yeah. Yeah, we got you. Hey, Stoey. I made it. How are we going? Yeah, going good, well, mate. Better Stoey. to have you on here. Tell me a bit about your game plan, man, because uh, it um, it seemed to work pretty well. Whatever you did. Yeah, it was really it was keep Cooper and Jacko under twenty each. Well, yeah. Make, well, make the others try and beat us. So. Uh, I would have been happy if we got one of them under 20. We managed to get both, so we, we did well. It's uh, easier said than done, too, with two really talented guys like uh, like those guys. Yeah, Syrah did a good, good job on Jacko and uh, Coop and, and Zach harassed the other Coop. So, yeah, no, it was a big, big effort. Shout out to Woody, who uh, was still celebrating the Ds after the siren win. <laughs> we got the turn up. So, tell me is, a bit. That's about... like is that two weeks in a row from from Woody? Uh he's been a bit sore from footy as well. So he's playing oh. the vets footy every other oh, week, shit. and uh, he does struggle to get up on a Monday sometimes. Hey, uh, Stowey, I can see like you guys have obviously done a great defensive job on Coop and Jacko. They've both still had plenty of looks, but were they a lot tougher looks than they probably usually get? Yeah, I'd like to think so. I think it was harder for them. Um, just want to have someone, you know, in their faces all the time. Mm. They can work for it. I think if you're keeping Jacko Gray under sort of 40 45%, you know, obviously he's a bit of a powerhouse in the paint there. I think you've done a pretty good job there. So that's props to, I'm assuming, Syrah. Um, or was it a bit of a team effort? Did, like, Zaki Jock get in on the game plan there with Jacko? Or... Yeah, there's opportunities to, to double down there and stuff like that. But, but it was really Syrah. Had a bit of a fan club there on Monday night, so put in, <laughs> That's put in, not put in a big shift for us. He's a very, very popular man, Sarah. I saw he, he brought man. down Mark Garwin the other week. That was um, <laughs> that was some old basketball royalty. That was. Well, there you go. So, uh, get him in the, get him in the league, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Stowey, you were feeling a little bit frisky on Monday. You had three shots. Tell me, tell me about that. Is that something you're you're hoping that's trending upwards? Oh, I mean, I'm getting some looks. I mean, hate just hitting everything. <laughs> uh, you, get, you get some up open looks for the other guys. So, yeah, I had a couple, couple of chances. It would have been nice to sink a couple, but, yeah, we'll get there. Still building towards the uh, GM game, you know? Yes. GM game, the highlight of the season. <laughs> Practicing those buzzer beaters. <laughs> well, Stoey, thanks for jumping on, man. Like, uh, I know we haven't had a massive uh, partaking in, um, in audience... Um, joining in so appreciate you putting your hand up for this one anytime yeah thanks on you stoey all right plus we will move on to the next game the next game of the night was it was another it was another um oh actually no this was a close game bigger part it was the jembrook paces 70 to the koalas 67 in the quadruple overtime game it was actually triple, oh. over, triple overtime, wasn't it? Was it triple or quad? I, yeah, I lost was, track after the first I, two, I said but... quad as an over-exaggeration, but it was actually triple, so it wasn't... I didn't Mate, really it felt like there was eight overtimes. This was... You know what? I like overtime, just not when I've got to play after it at some point in the <laughs> night. <laughs> no, in all honesty, this was great. I rocked up about halfway through this game, and it was, uh, it was tight as. Tight as a nuns for the entirety. Um, obviously couldn't be split after not one, not two, but three overtimes. Tristan and I were in the corner. Liam Blacker was furious. He was meant to be home 20 minutes earlier than for a date that he was going to miss. Oh. You know, there's just, there's so much going on. 
Uh, but in, in terms of the game, it was a pisser to watch, mate. There was, um, you know, there was there was obviously high stats everywhere when you've got, you know, an extra 15 minutes of game time. But, um, but yeah, it was the paces that got up. They got up by three in the end, uh, led by Jamie Machingo. He had 22 points. Uh, he had six rebounds. I reckon there was some, uh, some assists there too. Uh, and probably did the majority of his damage in OT. You know, he was cutting through the lanes, he was getting to the basket, some really crafty finishes. So uh, he was fantastic for them. Kelvin Austin, 15 points, 14 rebounds. He actually set out. He got double-teched after the in the first uh, stint of overtime, so missed another 10 minutes there. He could have had a really big night. Um, Liam McDonald had a monster night on the boards. He had 20 rebounds. He had seven points, but uh, really, really battled for the paces inside and, and, you know, came up clutch, tidied up a few few uh, dirty looks. That's, um, uh, that's big, big rebounding numbers from, from the big man. No, it's massive numbers. Eight offensive boards too and a couple of steals. So there was a couple of times, I don't know, like if I remember Liam McDonald, he's, he's cash from the mid-range. Um, it was I'm not going to say tentative, but he tends to pass a little bit more these days. I reckon he's still got to take that, that sort of mid-range from the elbow shot that he's, you know, he's going to do the bulk of his scoring doing that. Uh, Dan Bell had 18 points. He had four rebounds, uh, three assists, uh, three offensive rebounds out of that four. Um, he shot the ball pretty well. When he was inside the arc, he was at 53%. Um, he was zero from six from the arc, so that probably hurt his efficiency a little bit. Uh, and the GM, Grimo, he had three points. He had five rebounds, a couple of offensive boards there too. So a good spread. Bojack uh, had a big nod on the boards. He had 13 boards. Uh, didn't find the bucket, but he only had a couple of looks too. So he fouled out. He had 32 minutes, and then he fouled out. So uh, they had a couple of big pieces sitting on the bench for majority of of the overtime. So yeah, you know, you'd be shitting in overtime, I reckon, there. if you had your two your two key big men on the on the bench. Oh, it makes it tough, man. It makes it really tough. So, like I said, it sort of inf- it, it puts a little bit more importance on on Jamie Marchingo's numbers, who is, he just missed out on the nomination for Player of the Week. But uh, we'll get to the nomination in a second. Um, but yeah, I reckon it sort of makes his numbers all that more important, and he did a lot of his damage in that that sort of fifteen minutes of overtime. So, really ran the floor well. I, uh, I for s- the Kawhi, no, you're up. Sorry, I sat there. I, I watched all the stats for this game like for a long time after the game because it just made it made it so much more interesting with the you know fifteen minutes extra playing time. It was just crazy. So, fifty five minutes of available playing time. Spezza played 50, sorry, yeah, 53 minutes and 10 seconds is what he played out of the, the total 55 minutes available. And he had 32 points, 12 rebounds, and seven assists. Four steals as well, man. That's a massive stat line. That's crazy. And, and you know, we spoke about H being relatively quiet at the start of the season. Uh, Spezza's sort of been a little bit, a little bit the same. Um, and they both chose the same night to come out and absolutely torch the opposition. Man, Spez looked so dangerous in that overtime too when I was watching. Like he, he had the little spin moves, the little middies going again. Um, you know, it just it's good to see Spez playing some good basketball, man. And it looks like he just needed the extra 15 minutes to hopefully kickstart his season and, and really power the, the koalas to a big back end. So he warms uh, he was up pretty around re- 35 minutes, you reckon? What's that, mate? He's a, he's warm after about thirty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah. After that, he was sweating a lot. There were some sweaty boys out there. Uh, he was pretty well supported. Robbie Middleton probably had his best game for the season. I reckon he had twelve points. He had six steals and four rebounds. So six I noticed, is unreal. Ro- yeah, 
I noticed Robbie's def- defense like more than his point scoring on this night. Like he he looked dangerous whenever the ball was in his area, and he uh, you know his little little touches, little deflections, it made a big difference to the game. Well, he's he's uh, played a lot of high end basketball, man. So like he, he's one of those guys that I put in those uh, that that crafty defender category. Like doesn't need to be super quick or super athletic uh, to be effective defensively. Um, yeah, and like, it's just the IQ as well, man. Like, he knows where to be on the court. He reads the play so well. So, um, he had a fantastic night. Sean Johnson had five points. He had 13 rebounds uh, in a pretty pretty handy effort on the defensive end. Uh, Jakey Connor, he's had a really good season, and he continued on with another double-double. He had 11 points, uh, 13 rebounds. He had a crack at winning the game, too, with the last shot of the night, but unfortunately didn't come off. Uh, Mitchie Gray, five points. He had seven rebounds, a couple of steals. Um, and Dill Gray had two points. He had three rebounds and just ticked over his 20 minutes in a 78-minute game. So <laughs> good to see Dill Gray get his time on the court. Gets away without a flocking on technicality. Yeah, on technicality. Only <laughs> just because there if was it was game percentage, minutes. he'd be rooted. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, like, no, um, you're right. I like Sean Johnson's game. Again, like, just a, such a solid rebounder. Um, athletic sort of big. Uh, I like what he brings to this team. And I think the Koalas are one of those teams that you don't want to play. They're just a competitive basketball team. And we've got we've got several teams that are sort of lower on the ladder that if you're one of those teams up the top, I, I feel like you don't want to play them. Uh, no, look, we played them, I want to say, a couple of weeks ago. And, and it sort of blew out towards the end, like the margin got a bit higher because the game was sort of over. But... Um, you know, they've got some weapons, mate. Like like I said, Jakey Connor's probably having his best season he's had uh, since he started playing Super League. He lit us up for 20. Uh, the mid-range is hot with him. Obviously, Spez is, every day of the week, sort of a, a mid-first-round pick. He's going to do damage with the ball in his hand. Uh, Robbie Middleton, like we, we, we spoke on him before, really high IQ. And when Mitchie Gray's got the shot dropping as well, you know, he's going to put up 15, 20 on you in no time too. So... Plenty of options there. I reckon Sean Johnson had a big double-double early days as well, so he can do some damage when he gets some looks under the bucket. Yeah. Um, I rate them. I think they're... If I'm looking at the... I had the ladder up on my phone about five minutes ago. I think they're just out of the four at the moment. Yep. Um, but there's definitely... The Monday night comp's pretty tight, so if they if they can string, you know, one or two together, two or three wins together, they're sitting bottom, actually. I lied. They're, they're shit-ass. Yeah, that's... Uh, they're, they're, that's they're actually one and six. Near, they, correct. They, they probably can't make the finals, but... <laughs> They can definitely do a bit of damage on their way to it, you know, sort of knock off a couple of top four hopefuls, uh, really shape the shape the top four. So they're a better team than that record, that one and six record. Their like points percentage is pretty good, eighty three percent when they've lost five games. That's that's handy. So they're in pretty much every game that they play. Um, they just haven't had the results for their way yet. Yeah, like I say, those the, the teams at the bottom of the ladder, they know they're no pushovers. There are no pushovers this season, I don't think. No, nah, I, don't, I don't think so. I think, you, you know, there's teams that you're going to match up better against, so you might have an easier time. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's not going to be any team. that I reckon the most teams in that sort of bottom two or three are going to end up with three or four wins at least by the end of the season. Yeah, I tend to agree. All right, the, uh, the next game was at 11.30 at night. That was the Berwick Sharks <laughs> and the Clyde Kittens. The Berwick Sharks getting up by eight points, uh, 48 to 40. Um, now I was I was long gone. I was asleep by this time, but um, you probably would have seen a bit of this game. I'd say plus. Hey, I saw all of it. Like I'd, I'd been there for. <laughs> you were for there, an hour warmed up, already. ready to go. 
I was warming up, warming down, warming up, warming down, and just, you know, really enjoying my time. Now, the, look, the Sharks, this was a bit of a scrappy... I want to say a scrappy game. It was a scrappy game. Um, not a lot of shots. The, you know, 53 looks to 60. Um, the Kittens had more looks at the bucket. They just shot it a little bit worse. Uh, 48's on a massive, massively high-scoring night, but... Um, you know, I think the the Sharks sort of scrapped one out here where they, you know, they really needed to. They, you know, so Lee Belton was their lead, leading scorer of the jam. He had 17 points. He had five rebounds. Uh, Player of the Week nomination for Benny Rhodes. I think his second one this season. He had 15 points. He had eight rebounds, but he shot seven from seven from the field. So um, no stuff ups for Rhodey. He was perfect. Uh, he looks perfect. He is perfect. Uh, yeah, you know, one of the better big men in the comp this season. Really come on leaps and bounds, actually. Um, he obviously works well with with, with Lee Font. Yeah, I want to marry him. I would marry him. It's, it's <laughs> you know what? I would. It'd be great. We'd have big, beautiful, handsome babies together. Wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> uh, apart from that, you know, no one else in double figures. Coop Rice had a pretty damaging night. He was nine, nine and ten. Uh, only seven looks, I think. Um, you know, if you've a got light. like Jaden, a bit light. I don't want to put. I think a bit light for someone like Coop. He's a. You know, he's very crafty in the paint. He's as strong as an ox. There's not many in the, um, you know, in the league that are going to move him out of the way or, or stop him from getting to his spot. So he was four from eight inside the arc. He had a couple of shots from out of it that probably, you know, tell a bit more of a story on his efficiency. Um, so seven looks for him, seven looks for Rody. You know, they've, they've shared him pretty well there. I think, um, you know, I probably want both those big boys getting closer to 10 looks, I think, a game, but... You know, Lee's going to take majority of the shots in this team. That, that's just a given. Um, I can see Bryce Joyner had three points. He had two rebounds. That's a, He didn't quite get his uh, 20 minutes there too, so I'm going to have to take Lee out the back and flog him with a sock full of batteries. Um, <laughs> we've got Jaden O'Neill, two points. Uh, he shot one from 13, so 7.7%. That's a bit disgusting there from yeah. Jaden. Yeah, disgusting. Probably, probably not ideal. I'm not about calling people out on the podcast, <laughs> but uh, Jaden O'Neill, that is just awful. Look, he's a better basketball than that, mate. We know that. Um, <laughs> he's had a stinky night. He but is, then, he's, like, good, you know, he's a good dude. In well. my mind, I see one from 13 there, and I, I think you can probably tell pretty soon if the shot ain't dropping, so maybe find big old Coop on the post or... Any roads on the post and, and let your big boys go to work. But anyway, I'm I'm no basketball uh, mind. I don't know the game that well. And the only way shooters get back into touch is if they shoot the ball, I guess. So uh, Liam Blacker, he was one from three from the field. He had two points. He had five steals. Uh, the cops were waiting out the front for Lee when he was done, and a couple of rebounds for his night. Uh, so a pretty good, pretty good spread. Like I said, a low scoring night uh, for the kittens. It was pretty much Dan Whitfield doing the damage. He had 22 points. Uh, three steals, three rebounds. He shot the ball at 50% as well. He's the most underrated man in Super League. The shittest trade ever three seasons ago, I think I remember <laughs> saying. But since then, he's turned into fucking prime MJ. Oh, man. You you really <laughs> fucked up on that. I, I have to... Well, I, shit. And I'm not about calling right. people out on the podcast, but that was just horrendous, <laughs> mate. That was You've said that twice, story. and you've called people out twice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, apart from, uh, from Dan... We've got Ash Turner, Cash Turner with eight points. He had three rebounds. Uh, Nate Gormley, four points, six rebounds. Probably a pretty lean night there for Big Nate. He still played 34 minutes. Um, I'd expect him, if he's playing, if he's not in foul trouble, to be at least be having a double-double most nights. I think he might still be a little bit um, a little bit injured, maybe. 
I know he's been battling with his um, with his calf most of the season. Um, but yeah, yeah, look, watching him move on the court, he doesn't seem hampered. But I mean, that that doesn't mean he's not. He could. It's it's tough coming back from from injuries. You know, the, the confidence tends to take a hit. You're not quite sure what the body can do. So I'm sure there's a bit to that. He'll have bigger games than this one. I'd love to see what I could do with a body like his. <laughs> Mate, if I had pipes like his, I wouldn't be wasting my time playing Super League on I'd a fucking Monday night. I'd be walking through doors, but like, while they're closed. <laughs> I, there wouldn't be doors big enough if I had pipes like that. It'd need to be a double door. Best arms in Super League by a mile. Dan Whitfield actually has been in the gym. I want to point that out. I was talking about him before. He's got some pipes on him too. I reckon he's bulked up in the last few weeks. No, he'd be he'd be glad to hear that you said that. Actually, I reckon. <laughs> I noticed it one night. I don't know if he did some push-ups in the in the car park or something, but he walked in. I'm like, damn, what's going on here? Yeah, no, he, um, he's 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 been working on his game. Like since he left Super League, he's been playing some um, some pretty high-end basketball with Warrigal and um, and I think I don't think that's it. He's been playing um, playing some pretty high stuff. So not only was he spectacular when he played for the Penguins. Uh, but he's he's been improving since. So, um, yeah, I, I just think the the kittens did such a good job drafting this guy. No, absolutely, and they've they've. I mean, since obviously Lugie's pulled a few pulled the trigger on a few trades, bringing uh, Nathan. Um, I like uh, Alex Kerr. Uh, he does you know does some good things in the paint as well. So he's got some good players around. Dan uh, Jay Burgess is better than a two and eleven type knight. Um, you know they've they've just had apart from Dan, you know, not one, no one's really done much damage on the on the scoreboard here, and that's probably all he needed was just another player to get up to double figures in this game. You know, probably has a different result. Jay is an underrated player as well. Like his his effort on the defensive uh, end doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but he is a disruptive defensive player. Yeah, absolutely. He's actually surprisingly long too. Like his arms, he's got a bit of a wingspan there, so. Um, you know, he had 11 rebounds on the night, two points, only five looks. You know, I guess that that might be, you know, another thing too. I, su- I suppose if you give Jay, you guys like Jay and uh, and Lugie, you know, he's had Lugie's had 10 looks on the night, but I feel like these guys tend to do a little bit more damage if they're sort of up around that 10 to 15 look. Um, I mean, you've got a guy like Dan Whitfield in your team, so you want him having sort of 15 to 20, um, and he doesn't waste it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. You, you tend to fight, you tend to nitpick at these things sometimes. They've only lost by eight. It's not like it's been a horrible night for them against the league's hottest uh, team. Against the what? Sorry, the league's hottest team. Well, they're not because they've lost a game and the Bears haven't. <laughs> the league's second so. hottest team. All right, fair enough. Yeah, point, yeah, point taken. yeah. Right. You're allowed to have your opinion, and you're allowed to be wrong, but that's okay. Um, I know you're keen to, to jump onto the last game, so why don't we move on to that? Um, uh, skip the... Uh, no, we won't. <laughs> this game uh, the- was an absolute shellacking, and it was the Ringwood Rangers defeating the Packenham Pirates 72-41. to Plozzy, what happened? Oh, dirty night, my man. You know, the, credit to the Rangers. They opened us up, and they opened us up early, too. Um, I want to highlight Nick Melson's game. I haven't got the stats up yet. They're just just loading. But he had a couple of really big shots early and sort of got the lead out to, to sort of 10, 10 to 15, you know, in the first five or six minutes. And you, we're playing catch-up from there, yeah? Um, Nick, Nick Melson like Not much went game, right actually. for us. Um, a lot of our shots just weren't dropping. That's credit to the defense from the, the Rangers too. They sort of forced the, the looks to be a bit, bit further away from the bucket. Yeah. Um, 
no one's really lit it up for the for the pirates but on the on the Rangers scorecard it was it's pretty much highlighted by their big man Jack Morris Burney mate he had 21 points he had 15 rebounds he had I reckon six assists uh, four steals he had a monster night and he just went to town on you know probably the handsomest uh, bigs in the comp in Davey Huang and myself <laughs> um, <laughs> we said it from the start you know Jack's uh, dominant with his left hand we've got to make sure we defend the shit out of it and we just kept falling for the fake and the man, he did not let up on on the inside. He had a, a massive night. Bailey Griffiths had a fantastic night, 13 points, two rebounds. He had some massive shots. We It was a funny game. We got on a bit of a run in the last early. We got back to, I don't know, I think it was like nine or seven points, and the game was red hot, and you had blokes, and then Bailey steps up. I reckon he hit two of his three-pointers in that last quarter and just sort of stretched it back out and, and sort of made the game essentially killed the game. So uh, Bailey had a, had a fantastic night there. Josh Bow, he had 10 points, did a bit of damage towards the end on the on the break, sort of cut us apart there. Uh, and Kyle Nagel had 14 points. He had five steals, four rebounds. Um, I haven't got his assist numbers here, but I'm sure he fed Jack. He had uh, the majority eight assists. Of the night. Eight assists? Eight assists. Uh, Morris Burney had six. Nick Melson had five. Yeah, so Nick Melson was the next one I was going to touch on. Like I said, early in this game, you know, he really put us to the sword. He had 12 points, but I want to say most of them were in the in the first half, I reckon, in the first quarter as well. Um, third to, uh, sorry, 12 points, five rebounds, four assists, did you say? Five, yeah. Five assists, so fantastic overall night there. Shot the ball at 50% as well. And Shannon Humphreys had two points. He had two rebounds. Nathan Anand didn't get on the scoreboard, but he had six rebounds, so he was important on the defensive end. Um. Just clicked for the Rangers, mate. Um, they had a fantastic night, and they really, really opened us up late in this game. Uh, for for my Pirates, you know the boys. Yeah, you know, we we scored forty one points. So it's not a catastrophe um, for a team that's put up, you know, sort of sixty plus in for this game, all but two of our games. It's a it's a pretty poor night. Uh, Clarkie had himself six points, six rebounds. He had um, a couple of assists there too. So a pretty handy night from. Clarky, Cal Shave had eight points, four rebounds. Uh, Davy Huang didn't hit the scoreboard. Uh, he had five rebounds. Only took three shots, though, so that's, you know, probably need to get, get the ball into his hands a little bit more, especially if we're not having a good shooting night. Uh, I think Jazz Hendricks probably played his best game for us this season. Yeah, shit, sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And he's been good so far. He moves so well off the ball, but he got a little bit of reward. He got 10 points, six rebounds. Uh, three offense, three of those offensive, so he's really handy on those offensive boards, actually. He's sort of... Cuts his way into the key at the last minute. Finds a good spot. Uh, I had four points and 11 rebounds. Um, also fouled out towards the end. Pistol Pete had four points. Uh, one from nine for Pistol. So he's had a, he's had a filthy night. He'll be better off uh, in the next week or two from that. And Will Tankard probably had his lowest scoring night for the season with nine points. Uh, did some grunt work, though. He had eight rebounds. He had a couple of steals and three blocks. So... Uh, worked hard on the defensive end. But, yeah, a dirty old night for the Pirates, mate, and we'll be looking to bounce back this week. I've overlooked, since since mentioning Jaden O'Neill, I've, I've said nothing about three other terrible shooting performances. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to bite my tongue. But, yeah, there's, there's a few people that really struggled. Um, and I think credit to the, the Rangers, um, fairly decent on both ends of the floor. Um, but, yeah, like you say, like, Pistol Pete, quiet night. I think Will Tankard, quiet night. You know, nine and nine and eight. We've seen him go for thirty plus. 
Um, he's a hard man mm-hmm. to stop. Um, Absolutely. You, you know, I think they fought- I think just everyone in general maybe was just a little bit flat for your team because you know I feel mm-hmm. like everyone is capable of putting up a little bit more. Um, oh, absolutely! You, know, like you, the, you don't the, have to add, the, add you know a couple of buckets each to everyone else, and it's a it's game on. Absolutely, mate. I mean, and you look at even just the shooting numbers: twenty five point eight percent field goal compared to 45. Like, it's no secret that that was the difference in our game. I think, um, you know, no, the only person that shot the ball over thirty three percent was was Jazz Hendricks. You know, with fifty five, and the rest of us all. I guess sort of shot pretty poorly. Uh, you like that's you said, a specific defense, number that you targeted out there. Thirty-three percent. Why did you go with thirty-three percent? Because that's the next best after fifty-five <laughs> on the list that I'm looking at. <laughs> um, that was yourself, that 30, by the way, Plozzi. Say it again. That was yourself. You. Uh, yeah, I, I realised that after I said it. But thirty-three <laughs> percent from a big man taking all of his shots in the charge circle is pretty shit, mind you. So. Um, might need to work on that a little bit. No, they did a great job. They forced sort of like blokes like Will away from his mid-range shot where he's really deadly. Um, I think a lot of people, if they looked at the stats, would assume that Will's a bit of a three-point sniper, which he is, um, but he really supplements his game well from pretty much being cash from the elbow. Uh, so they took him away from that. Um, I liked Cal Shaves' night. You know, eight points isn't his best scoring night, but he didn't he didn't give up for the... You know, he didn't give up at all, even when we're down 30 at the end, so... Yeah, like I said, mate, we bounced back uh, this week. We've got a tough one too. We played the undefeated uh, Bears, so you yeah. know, hopefully we can deal them their first loss and and you know get back on the winners list. No, I'm not playing like that. You won't. Ah, oh, fuck no. They'll beat us by forty <laughs> if we play like that. All right, Plozzy, that uh, that brings us to the end of our Monday night coverage. We're going to take a quick break here from our sponsors, and we shall talk Tuesday night basketball. Bear with us. Horn Industrial Coatings offer you the best quality in epoxy floor coverings. Whether it's a factory floor, showroom, garage or outdoor basketball court, Horn Industrial Coatings will have you covered. Their products are designed to be hard wearing and are suitable for foot traffic and even vehicle traffic. With over 20 years of experience, Dean and the crew at Horn Industrial Coatings will make sure your flooring is finished to the highest standard. Get in contact for a free quote at www.hornindustrialcoatings.com.au. Get your floor porn from the boys from Horn. Real estate changing lives for the better. One Coronas, many solutions. Here to help with all your property needs, whether you're selling, buying, or leasing your home in the southeast suburbs. Lincoln demonstrates exceptional diligence, drive, commitment with 15 years of experience selling local and living local. Thinking of selling? Contact Lincoln Scott at Coronas Real Estate today on 0423 486 285. One Coronas, many solutions. All right, Plaus. If you don't sell with Coronas, you're a communist. (laughs) We are back. We're going to talk some Tuesday night basketball, of course. Uh, and the first game was the Nanagoon Bulldogs getting their first dub, 37 against the Dandenong Ducks, 30 in what was a low-scoring affair. I like to call this Bulldogs team very similar to the Nary Warren Silverbacks, just without all the wins. 
Uh, yeah, and you guys are shit, so you know, makes a big difference. <laughs> Look, we sorry that, that was that was harsh. We <laughs> we was, had a tough a night, harsh. but I, I you know I think the the main factor was the the defense that the Bulldogs applied. They play a really good defensive game, and uh, I think yeah, I th- I think they've probably got the second best defensive team in Super League. Uh, well, when you look at their list, you know, Gav Trapnell is Elite. possible. Yeah, possible. I think if you're going to pick, you know, either him or Liam, I mean, they're probably the only... Is Gav a dual defensive player of the year or just the first defensive player of the season? Uh, I reckon he's probably got a couple. Yeah. So between him and probably Lee Blacker, you know, there's there's not many better defenders that have graced the Super League courts. Uh, and that's highlighted by Gav's seven, I repeat, seven blocks. Uh, to go with his 15 rebounds. A real Dennis Rodman-type game from uh, Gav Trapp. That's how he does his uh, his basketball. Zero points, only two field goal attempts, but he's done everything on the defensive end. Yeah, he almost had a double-double uh, in blocks and rebounds. Like That'd be that's, sick. That's crazy. That'd be so good. Uh, but for the Bulldogs, mainly they're... Uh, you know, they, only had, they didn't have a bench either. You guys have no excuse for coughing this game up, by the way, DT. Um, yeah, I, I feel like we do, and it was we played against an elite defensive team in the Nanagoon Bulldogs. Yeah, sure. All right, so, we'll continue with that. T- Timmy Morgan, 19 points. He had five rebounds, uh, a couple of steals as well for Timmy. Uh, I like Dan Eagleton's game, 12 points, five rebounds, three offensive rebounds and three steals. So a bit of hustle there from Dan. Uh, Dan Blythe, six points. He had a couple of rebounds. Uh, we've already spoken about Gav Tratnell. And Liam Loveday, he played the full 40, had six rebounds, a steal, a block. Uh, no points, but he did a bit of everything else. Uh, for, for your boys, mate, for the Ducks, would you like to read these out or would you like me to go through some of the disgusting shooting numbers on this list? Yeah, I mean, there, there are a few. I don't like to single anyone out on the podcast, so we won't, um, we won't <laughs> single anyone out. Uh, but I'm going to single you out, 14%. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was about to make the next six, though. So, um... Mate, you didn't even shoot a three. There's no yeah. like it's not like you you know you look at some of the numbers you go oh he went zero from four from three I get that yeah I, I was are... I was wearing a glove all night and um, Dan Eagleton I I'm going to put it out there is probably one of the best individual defenders that Super League has to offer and um, he did a terrific job all night long uh, big fan of Dan Catolico's game this is probably his best game for the season eighteen and eleven he he was unstoppable. Um, he was the the single reason we were able to you know keep pace in this game. Um, you know he he took it inside. He, he did get blocked a few times by Gav, um, but I feel like he had the advantage more often than not. Um, you know muscling him out of the way, and he just has such great touch around the basket. Um, he was able to sort of he, he's got three offensive rebounds. I feel like they were probably on on his own misses, but. Um, yeah, he just just amazing touch around the basket. Great set of hands. You can you can really sort of pivot at his hands, and he's he just manages to to get his mitts on it. Uh, I thought he played his best game of the season, and I think the best is yet to come for him. Mate, it's good to see him get some reward for his numbers. I mean, I, I don't know a, a massive amount about Dan. Um, from all reports, he's played some pretty high level basketball in the past. Yeah, but he might have had a bit of a break from it for a while. Is that correct? Or uh, I, I'm not sure the level of of what that he's played um, in the past, but I know he's you know he's pretty decent footy player, um, and I know he's he's returning from injury, so he's had a hand injury which is um, which he's recovering from. Uh, still on the mend, but 
it just doesn't seem to to bother him. The, the guy's just a freak. Five uh, free throws too, and he's missed them all. So he could have had a really big night there, and probably almost flipped the script for you. Uh, Dill Henry, four points, five rebounds, three offensive rebounds. Guys rebounded offensively pretty well by the look of it. Uh, James Mitomar had five rebounds. Uh, is he getting better with every game he plays, DT? Yeah, I think he is, um, particularly on the defensive end. Um, you know, we're talking him through different situations, night in, night out, and I feel like he's a bit of a sponge. Like he just absorbs absorbs all the the stuff we've got to tell him, and I feel like he's playing. I felt like he played his best game, actually. I mean, I know you, you see zero points, five rebounds, a couple of blocks. Um, it sort of doesn't jump out to, at you as a as an amazing, uh, impactful game, but he was he was definitely. Um, Really handy, particularly on the help defense on Tuesday night. Mate, I sort of, and I hope he doesn't take this as an insult. I, I don't mean it that way. I sort of see a bit of myself in, in James. Not in size or anything, because I'm pretty large and he's a bit thinner. Just in the fact that he, it, I think he's pretty raw coming into Super League. I don't think he's played a lot of basketball. Um, but playing with some of these guys and sort of learning off him, I've noticed anyway that he, he's becoming more efficient. You know, he's getting those rebounds. He's... Never going to be a massive sort of 10 to 15 looks a game type player, uh, but he's doing he's, he's doing the small things. You know, he's learning the fundamentals, and, and like I said, after each game and each season, you know, he's going to get better and he's going to improve. So it's good to hear it from you, one of his teammates as well, that that, that's, that sort of seems to be the case. Yeah, I feel like every, every week he walks away with a couple more tools that he can sort of bring to the table next week, and I feel like he really does listen and apply um, the sort of things that he's learning week in and week out. Uh, John O'Bray, three points, uh, three personal fouls as well. So he might have been in a little bit of foul trouble there, three rebounds. Um, Angry Chicken on the scorecard, Leon Stapley, two points, four rebounds. Uh, and Lucas Armstrong, one foul. Well, yeah, he had a, he it. had the, the tough assignment of following Timmy Morgan around most of the night. And, um, you know, Timmy chose the right game to, to have one of his best for the season. Um Timmy's probably in that category, had a slow start to the season, but I feel like um, if he plays like that every week, um, I think the Nanagoon Bulldogs win more games than they lose. I think you're right, mate. I do rate this Bulldogs list, uh, like you said, a, a bit of a dog defensive team. Uh, Dan Eagleton and Gav Trapnell, there's not going to be many that get, sort of get through them in the paint. Um, and Timmy, on the other end, you know, as a small defender, is you know pretty tenacious. You know, He's got that dog in him too. He's going to get plenty of steals. Uh, he's, he's, defect, a, he's a tremendous defender. Like he, he's he's on par with you know Dan Eagleton. There's probably not too many people that can can guard on ball like he can. Um, you know Tim's like three foot five, but he can guard players who are six foot and above. Like um, I feel like he's a much bigger player defensively than than what his actual stature is. Um, I don't know. Do you want to move on from this one, mate, or should we talk about more? No, I mean, did you guys have a barbecue in the car park, or was that last week when you? Yeah, won? we did. We we um we actually got together with the bulldogs after the game. We we teed it up before the game to have a a bit of a debrief after the game, and it was it was good fun chatting with the lads in the car park. And I think there was some some pretty good vibes shared by all. I rate whoever's bringing the cooker with the with the sausages. I'm looking forward to me Tuesday night crossover because I'm going <laughs> to munch on some of those. Actually, it's this week. That's uh, that's Lucas Armstrong, mate. Shout out Lucas Armstrong. We got the, however, we got the buy this week, so um, yeah, that's, um, that's bad luck for you. Well, can you come down and cook sausages anyway? <laughs> he, he might. Luke, Lucas, he if might. you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next uh, next good. game the uh, the seven 
8.30 time slot was the Cranbourne Bucks getting up on the Packenham Upper Unicorns, 58 to 45. We had a player reach 10 assists in this game, and that was Link Scott. Um, had himself a cracker of a game. Nine points, 10 assists, five rebounds. I feel like that is a fairly overlooked performance. It's pretty spectacular. No, I rate that from Link, mate. He's been, it was efficient too, 57% from the field. So sort of took it on himself to, uh, I guess, facilitate uh, a little bit more this week, which is awesome. Um, the damage was done by the GM, Joshy Saunders, 25 points, 10 rebounds, 45% from the field. He shot 43% from the arc. Uh, in, I'm not going to, you know, he's played Super League pretty much from day one, but this is without a doubt his best game. Uh, player of the week as well. So really well done to Joshy Saunders there. Uh, Dill Jack, 14 points, four rebounds. He seems to have slotted in pretty well with this Bucks team. Um, good to see him getting uh, getting back on the board. And Mikey Stewart had eight and seven. I feel like Mikey's had a, a pretty lean sort of two or three games here. He has. Um, this I feel this like Bucks team is going to be... Six looks is, is not enough for him. He shot the ball, you know, 66%. Uh, the only thing that was probably missing was a few more. And I, I sort of look at this Unicorns team, you know, I don't really see a super long defender in there. Um, like I feel like if you've got uh, Big Mikey down low, just just put it up high, and he's going to do the rest of the work. But um, I think this uh, this Bucks team is going to be so dangerous if you've got Mikey sort of putting up his fifteen and fifteen that we know that he's capable of averaging, um, along with Joshy hitting the scoreboard, Link Scott, Dill Jack, um, and then also Horny and, and Jamie Franklin are sort of your two later picks. You know, there's some damn good value there too. So well, they're they're kind of X factors. Uh, Both of those guys can yeah. go off when they need to. So what's uh, happened with Jamie Franklin there? Nine. Uh, I I can't remember. Did he hurt so, himself? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he may have hurt himself. Yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, hopefully he's okay. If he didn't hurt himself, Joshy gets two floggings because uh, that is a, it's not even double figures on the minutes there. So that's that's disgusting. No, I'm, um, I'm sure I'm sure something did happen to him. Joshy Saunders. No, is, you have to. He's not that guy. Yeah. No, he's not that type of guy. He's not that type of guy. Forty six percent shooting from the from the Bucks. So. Uh, really made the looks count and, um, and you know, obviously got the result from it. Uh, for the Unicorns, uh, it was Ashbeck doing the damage. He had a monster 24 and 20. Um, 11 offensive boards as well. That's hot. Uh, so a massive night for, for Ash. You know, the big in Pale Zion, they call him. Just gets in and just shuffles and throws his weight around. So uh, a fantastic night from him. Apart from that, there wasn't much to really read out. Summit Tapper had nine points. He had four steals and four rebounds, so a good defensive night. Uh, Eli Evans, two points. He had two steals. He had four rebounds as well. Uh, Curtis Wheeler, three points, two rebounds. And Angus Fahey, It's two actually, points. did you, I, I knew, I found out this a couple of weeks ago and still pronounced it wrong the following week, but his, his name is Angus Fay. Oh, Fay. Fay, yeah. So is the H kind of silent? It's a soft J, yeah. I'm going to call him Fahey. Um... <laughs> It, I love calling blokes by the, their incorrect names. It's kind of a hobby of mine. Um, <laughs> he had four steals to go with his two points. Uh, he didn't shoot. He had, a, he had an off-night shooting, one from 10, 10%. Um, you know, he, he's a better basketball than that. We all know that. So he's going to do some damage next week, I'm sure. Uh, I'm trying to see who are they missing here. Jess Maudsley, Yeah, he's, um, he, he was out with injury and also missing was uh, John Eli. Who's yeah, a, who's so a, a couple of a big really, outs there, which make really a, good defender a as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, make a big dif- big difference to the rotation. So uh, stiff on the unicorns. Um, you know, apart from Ashbeck sort of putting on a, a massive twenty and twenty four double double. Uh, it's a bit of a dirty night. I froth Ashbeck. I froth him. Oh, don't. Really nice dude as well, by the way. If you haven't had a chance to have a chat with Ash Beck, do so. Very nice. Uh, nice, humble dude. And he's yeah, starting to take over his old man's business, I think. He's just started working there too. So shout out to, I think it's Berwick Auto Elec or something. I'm not sure. Uh, yes, he is. He is. He's, um, he's sort of started that process off, um, which I, I rate. I think, you know, I think, I'm pretty sure he's a chippy. And he's moved into the the auto electric business, um, and credit to him. That's um, that's no easy thing to do, you know, moving to a completely new industry. Um, but he's a he's a clever guy, and I know his parents are pretty clever as well. So, no it's doubt, it's a small that's world actually. His, his parents live next door to my in laws in packing them up there. So, uh, I, was, I mentioned him to my wife. She said, "Oh, Ashbeck, is that are you playing basketball against?" So I said, "Yeah, he's he's just coming to the league." She's like, "Yeah, he lives next door to uh, mum and dad." I was like, there you go. Yeah, right. So, yeah. They're, I mean, they're a couple of farms. It's not like they're we're on the fence having a chat whenever I go over there. But, yeah, small world sometimes. Oh, uh, but the Bucks win by 13. A really important win for them. Um, keeps them in the four, if I'm not wrong. Um, I think that sort of race for that fourth position on the Tuesday night is pretty tight. There's only, yeah, there's two games that separate the uh, the Bucks and the, and the Penguins. So, an important win sort of keeps them ahead of the ledger. Um yeah, I've got nothing else to say on this one. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm typing a comment, so I'm completely distracted. Yeah? Oh, I haven't even been reading the comments. Oh, you got to get jump in the comments, man. It's a lot of fun. No, it's jump in there. John is a life of unicorns. Um, what? Jaden O'Neill, actually. Me and Jaden O'Neill had a bit of exchange because I called him out on the podcast and he was actually listening. So that was um, uh-huh. that, was, that was hot. I... Well, as he, as he should. You, <laughs> you know, you're calling blokes out for shooting 7% but you shot 10%. Fourteen, actually. All right. Oh, whatever. But we're moving on. All right to the next game, which was the Garfield Foxes going down by just five to the Druin Dragons. This game was an absolute peach. Yep, I'm loading the stats as we speak. <laughs> the game was very uh, close, so... and the the Foxes were in the driver's seat um, towards the end of this game, but the Druin Dragons just pulled their finger out at the at the nick of uh, in the nick of time. To, to secure the dub. Uh, yeah, I've got my stats up now, mate. We'll start off with the Dragons team, probably one of my favourite uh, teams to, to look at in terms of list-wise. Uh, Mike Bly- Mick Blythe. If this bloke goes any lower than oh, first he can get stuffed. Michael Blythe season, can get stuffed. He's I'm, going, I'm burning the joint to the he's ground. He's going I'm first overall pick next season. 21 points, 6 rebounds. Um, I haven't got the assist numbers here, but I'm sure he had a few of those too. Took the piss, uh, shot it pretty well, 43%. Um, Heard his efficiency trying to take three-pointers. He was zero from three from there. Otherwise, he shot it at 50. Um, I like big Trent Reeford's game, 14 points, 13 rebounds. He had four steals and two blocks. So that's a massive uh, defensive night for big Trenner. Yep. Um, And they were missing Cam Scott too, so had to shoulder the load there on the inside. Uh, Ryland Dunn, 10 points, 4 rebounds. He shot at 56%, 55.6%, which is a really handy night. Yep. Um, if anyone who doesn't know Ryland knows, he's absolute cash from the mid-range. Uh, would prefer to take a mid-range from the elbow shot than an open layup. Um, 
And yeah, he's done his damage there. Yep. Phil Schofield, two points, two rebounds. Pretty lean night for, for Phil. He's usually sort of up there with 10 rebounds and, and five to 10 points as well. It's a familiar uh, percentage, actually, that 14.3, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose it's not just big ball poofs that shoot that like that. Yeah, it's you know, yeah. it's it's genuinely good. There's lean, as well. handsome men also shooting yeah. one from seven. Yeah, yeah. Lyndon Dorber, uh, he had two rebounds, had a couple of steals too, uh, and Chris Eagleton four points. He had five rebounds to go with it, and um, yeah, a pretty even. Um, actually, it's not really even. There's oh, three players in double figures. Pretty even. It's pretty good. Uh, st- I was yeah, chatting, actually, to, I was chatting like to someone it. on the sidelines actually about Ryan Dunn and towards the end of this game. Actually, it was after the game, um, and it was I'm pretty sure I was talking to Matt Darcy, and he was just telling me, you know, he was like, "Man, that Ryan Dunn, he just doesn't miss from the mid range." I'm like, "Man, <laughs> you don't even know." Ah, so efficient, in, man. So efficient. When, when he played for the Reapers, we called him the automatic arm. He was like a robot. <laughs> like you just get it, and you get it on the baseline. You'd be like, "Oh, well, that's in. We can just start running back now." It's like not even yeah, a thing. Just... And uh, a fantastic head of hair too. Um, I might add, you know. Yeah, nice, very, long, very jealous. Locks. Very jealous. Extremely jealous. Uh, for the foxes, the main damage was done by Big Andy P. Uh, he's, a, he's had a big two or three weeks here, Andy. Actually, he's come into the come in as an injury replacement and sort of kicked off. Uh, like a house on fire. His picture on the stats website is fucking wicked too. That's Jared Allen. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably the most accurate NBA lookalike I think I've ever we seen. We should have done doppelgangers. Um, I don't know who Leon's from, would be. But... Apart from him and Birdman, that's they're probably the two best NBA lookalike. That's fantastic. Uh, ben, Benji Coco, 12 points, uh, two rebounds. Uh, the big fridge Morseman had uh, four points. He had eight rebounds. Five fouls too, which is pretty common for Big Davey. Uh, Josh Lanting, two points uh, and a rebound. Uh, is that Elliot. Lachlan Elliott? Yep. It is. Am I saying? Yeah, sweet. Sorry. I, I you can myself. pronounce it differently if you want. Elliot. Elliot. Uh, he had two points and two rebounds and a steal. And Matt Darcy had a pretty de- pretty efficient night. Uh, he had a really not- good game, man. Like Towards the end of this game, I was just like, man, Matt Darcy is absolutely carving up. But I looked at the stats and it wasn't you know, blow you away type stats. But he did have eight, seven, and five, which is um, yeah. Yeah, still still pretty incredible stats. But, uh, you know, towards the end of this game, he was just dominating. Mate, I really like that pairing, actually, Matty Darcy with Andy P. Oh, Profit. Um, yeah, I, just, I tried to sort of do something similar last season when I drafted any myself, but the, the pass first guards that I was chasing, Matty was one of them, were all taken before I had my second pick. But I love that. And then you've got a genuine three shooting guard with Benji. Um, and uh, I suppose, you know, Andy and Dave, they're playing the four and five. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty imposing, you know, uh, back back court, front court. I always get that mixed up in basketball, but yeah, two big guys. <laughs> playing on the court. Yeah. Playing on the court at the same time, two yeah. big guys. Yeah, really good. No, I, um, I liked what I saw from the Foxes. I, I, I really thought that they did a great job of pushing the drawn dragons. They were without Cam Scott, he was injured. Um, but I thought the Garfield Foxes did a terrific job in this game and really gave the Dragons a scare. Who are the Foxes missing? They're missing someone too. Uh, man, I'm, you put me on the spot. I'm, I'm terrible at being put on the no, spot. So I can, no, that's all right. I can find, I can click on the team. Uh, roster. Hang on. My internet. This is the type of shit we usually cut out. But, it's uh, Lewis oh, Munoz. Oh, no, wait. He's no, not playing. It's Lewis Munoz. It was oh, Lewis Louis Munoz. Munoz. So there's a big piece was, there. He's also injured at the moment. Uh, there is a bit of injury news coming out of the, the Foxes camp, and that's uh, Andy Printani. He sent me a picture of his knee the other day. And oh, I thought you were going to say something else. 
Well, I mean, if he pulled the towel up a little higher, I reckon I, I may have seen a, a little bit more than I bargained for. But his knee, uh, extremely swollen. I think he's probably going to be out for the season. So another massive oh, no. blow for the Foxes. We do have a replacement penciled in. I don't know if I should mention it on the podcast. Um, maybe I should. I mean, you heard it here first on the podcast. We're looking at Noah Christensen as a replacement for Andy Prince. So um, Noah is a, a terrific basketball player. I'm hoping this comes through. Otherwise, I look like a bit of a dickhead. But um, Noah, just a yeah, terrific all-round basketball player. Great on both ends of the floor. And um, I'm not familiar with Noah. Is he a big man, small man? We're talking to you, So early on, he played he played Super League Elite back in the day. Um, I'm pretty sure he was up there in Steel of the Draft. Um, since then, uh, he, he sort of looks a bit more like Aaron Wilson um, than Noah Christensen. He's just absolutely jacked. So um, yeah, I, I think the Garfield Foxes could benefit fairly well from the inclusion of Noah Christensen. Yeah, right. It's a bit of a shame to hear that Andy's hurt himself. He's had a bit of a bad run with injuries. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I feel for the guy. Um, nothing worse than than being injured. Um, it's kind of deflating, uh, I know from experience. Um, but look, hopefully he's able to. Hopefully it's not that serious, and and the extra rest uh, for the rest of the season means he's able to sort of come back and play next season. But um, yeah, shout out to Andy Prince. Hope you're all well, man. And um, yeah, thanks for sending me the nearly uh, the picture of your knee. Thanks for sending me that. There's a picture that you send in the group chat that wouldn't look out of place on NDP. <laughs> well, I reckon. I reckon, yeah, that combined with the leg um, is about what the size of his knee is. <laughs> well, what, what we're talking about here. All <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the best, Andy. Rest up, brother. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, the next game of the night it was the final game of the night and it was the game of the week and it was the emerald bears winning 48 to 40 both teams undefeated nary one silverbacks getting their first loss uh, by just eight points in what was a terrific game to watch uh i didn't watch any of it so yeah it, look, i was watching the stats and sort of watching it go back and forth um you know, this Silverbacks team, we've spoken about a few times, probably the best defensive team. Uh, you know, on the park, sort of, I think both nights combined is, is pretty easy, a pretty fair statement to say. Um, coming up against, I reckon, probably one of the better offensive teams. Um, I, you know, I describe this as like all, all defense versus all offense, and obviously that's un, unfair to both teams. Um, but, you know, Nary Warren Silverbacks clearly the best defensive team in the league and and the Emerald Bears I think clearly the best offensive team in the league um they're, they're it was just such an interesting battle coming in you like who's going to do what better and uh, I think the Silverbacks did a great job of sort of muddying the water and making it a fairly low scoring affair but um the Bears were just able to hit a couple of massive shots at key points in this game and it was enough to break the back uh, yeah, man, and they were led uh, pretty well by the OG GOAT, Jeff Reed. He had 16 points. He had four three-pointers, uh, four rebounds, a couple, blo- couple of blocks. Jeff Reed, excuse me. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Uh, yeah, I haven't got his uh, assist numbers here, but I'm assuming he would have fed Katuziak and Greggy. He had three. Um, he had three. Greg had three. Katuziak had two. Josh Farragher, that's how you say it, with a, with a hard G, by the way. Josh, no, Farragher. He had uh, four assists as well. 
in this game. Someone's so. going to belt me one day for intentionally saying names wrong. I'm waiting <laughs> for it. It's going to happen. Uh, Greggy Wise, 16 points, 13 rebounds. Um, Fit Greg is dominating at the moment, my man. He's, uh, yep. he's. I said this at the start of the season. I was like, watch out for Greggy, man. He's, he's had a couple of lean seasons. Uh, I reckon he's going to be back to his best, and he absolutely is. Uh, Alex Gattuziak, 10 points. He had two rebounds. Um, fairly efficient night there, actually, from K2. Five from seven from the field. Uh, shot at the 71%, so that's good to see. Uh, Jay Rich had two points. He had 11 rebounds. Um, we had Mick Francis with four points, five rebounds. And uh, Noah Hansen, who for in, I've spoken to Greggy a couple of times. Um, he rates him as one of the best defenders in the league. Uh, no no uh, points, he had a rebound, but um, I'm assuming he would have harassed the shiznit out of... Uh, who would he have harassed? Probably Dave Gormley on that list, I reckon he would have paid attention to most of the night. So. Yeah, he's a terrific defender, man. Like, he's just crazy. Um, yeah, he was, the, I think, the seventh-round pick for the Bears, and they've got a value pick there, man. Like, yeah, Greggy can't speak up more highly of him. Uh, Jared Christopher had a couple of rebounds, too. I uh, didn't quite hit the uh, the scoreboard. Uh, for the Silverbacks, uh, it was Jake Sutherland doing the bulk of the damage. He had 15 points, 7 rebounds, a steal and a block. Uh, Dave Gormley, 8 points, 2 rebounds. A uh, bit of a lean night there. He shot 3 from 11, so a little bit down on production for Dave. I'm sure he'll bounce back and, Man, and have another is, big game soon. This is what soon. I'm saying. Like, you know, uh, you've got good defenders like chasing you around. It's, it's just so hard to put up points. Yeah, it shits, you. it shits me to tears. No one chases me around on the court, to be fair. They're <laughs> sort of happy for me to have the ball in my hand. Um, <laughs> Josh Faraga, Farager, Faraga, Faraga. He 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 Farraga. was flirting with a triple double: six points, uh, eleven rebounds, and the four assists. Well, not really flirting. Well, almost flirting. He was on the cusp of flirting. He's <laughs> <laughs> a very well-rounded contributor. He's awesome. Oh, who that? He's awesome. That's Greg. I put Greg. I put Greg on. I was gonna oh, I was boy. gonna wait for like a time to introduce him, but he sort of just butted in. I like it. But hey, Greg. Hey, boys. You ready to lose this week, brother? Um, I don't lose often. You're gonna lose this week. You're gonna get you're gonna get pirated by the pirates. Let's uh, do let's what, don't do what Carl did and talk shit first play. <laughs> We're gonna have a great time. Actually, I'm really looking forward to that game. Anyway, sorry. Back on this one, uh, Carl Carl Sutherland. He had um, zero point. He had six rebounds, but he was in foul trouble. Uh, shout out to Kyle. He's got a bit going on. Uh, we're all thinking of you, mate, and your family. So uh, a bit of peace there. Uh, Michael Kassab, uh, he had one rebound for the night. Riley Lanting had 11 points uh, and a rebound. So good good return there for Big Riley. Uh, one of the best mustaches in Super League as well. So Did we cover Jake uh, Sutherland? What... Jake Sutherland, 15.7 boards. I thought he played a terrific game for the for the Silverbacks. Jakey's I did throw. mention Jakey. Yep. Jakey's free throws. He had like nine. Yeah, nine from 15. So did some damage there. Uh, he shot the free throw better than he did his field goal percentage. Uh, two, three from 13. Well, yeah. Who was in foul trouble for you? Oh, a lot of you had three, so no one in massive foul trouble. Greggy, talk to me about the, the Bears' strategy coming in. I know I know this was a pretty highly touted game um, coming in. So was there a bit of planning that went into your matchups and um, your overall game plan? Yeah, we're, we're uniquely lucky on the Bears. We've got uh, one of our players that went down earlier in the season, Joel Donnelly, uh, sort of running strats and being a bit of a coach. And so hey. before the game, we sort of knew the main scorers were pretty much going to be Gromley and Jake. And I, we knew if we stopped Gromley, they didn't really have many 
like you score more than forty points against the Silverbacks, most of the time you're going to win. That's a that's a thing. It is a thing. Um, so we Carl boxed and won. Gromley. It's it's Gormley, by the way. Just um, is it is it Gormley? It's Gormley. Nah, it's, it's Gormley. You it's know what? Farager, you, you, it's Greggy. Kyle. It's, it's, it's Kassab. There's so many names in this team oh, that gets mispronounced. I'm, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> don't be, brother. Don't be. It's it's fun. It's fun saying names wrong. Gormley. Gormley. Anyway, Gormley. Terrific basketball. Anyway, yeah. So boxing one Gormley, and uh, really all we had to do was worry about Jakey. We had Noah Hansen tagging him, so I don't know if uh, Noah's stats on the the score sheet are. Like they, high, no, he they, was actually they, a they're super nothing, high contributor. But uh, probably one of the most important players on the team on the on, honestly one of the most important players on the court that game. He stops yeah. stop Gormley, uh, Gormley from uh, scoring too much. He still hit some crazy shots. But uh, yeah, that was basically the the strategy was let them score less than forty points and have us score more than forty points. Well, in this game, I feel like it was neck and neck until Jeff Reed hit a couple of back-to-back threes and one of them was off a disgusting screen. It was just like the, the filthiest shot I've ever seen. Um, his his two threes in that game were incredibly important, were they not? Yeah, he's big time. He's big time. He, he like started a little bit slow and then once he realised we were going to like have a bit of a tighter game, he just decided to, he just decided to win, if you know what I mean. <laughs> He, he, he's there's just like, there's oh, not, not many players that can a flick a switch like that, is there? Sorry? There's it's not many players nice that can have flick that. that switch. It is a nice luxury to have that. An absolute luxury to have that. I, I, like, What pick did you get, Jeff, again? It was sneaky late, wasn't it? Like seven, 16, 15, oh, maybe? Yeah. Disgusting. Was he Tuesday only? Uh, I'm not sure, but I think everyone left him for the Bulldogs because we all thought Carl was jamming. <laughs> That's and some bullshit right there. Bulldogs had the pick before me, and it didn't get. It wasn't Jeff, and then I realised it was uh, old Dan Bluff. Yeah, right. Who did he pick? Who did Dan Bluff pick with Timmy. his first pick? Hey, Timmy Morgan. Oh yeah, that's uh, old, old yeah, that's, both those two are. That's far too late for either of them. I agree. What's the game plan against the Pirates this week? Um, I just uh, I just don't really know if the Pirates are worth having a game plan, to be honest, mate. <laughs> I can tell you our game plan. We're going to no, score no. more Put a hoodie on it. Put a hoodie <laughs> on it. <laughs> we, we, wait to, we wait for the Monday for Joel to do a little little speech and tell us who to defend and what to do. And that's what we do. We try to execute Joel's plan. I like it. Should actually be a good game, man. Both pretty deep lists. I'm looking forward to this. Why all the best games at 9-10? Yeah, I back, and we're both coming off two in a row, actually. It's a conspiracy. Two in a row, we're seven in a row, my boy. Nine tens? No, no, oh. I mean the nine ten game. This would be oh, two in right, a row right, for both right, of us. Right. Shenanigans there. Right, a little, little bit of a flex there, Greg. I like it. <laughs> a little bit of a flex. Well, that's actually a good segue. We'll, we'll go into our games of the week for next week, and, and the, the games of the week for next week are the Pirates versus the Bears. So we'll talk a little bit oh. about that. Um, Sick. It's rightfully so. I think, you know, both teams are, are highly competitive. I know that the Pirates just got absolutely shellacked in their last game, but um, been competitive all season, very deep team, uh, coming up against another really deep team in the Bears. Yeah, I'm bringing up both teams' stats, actually, just to have a quick gander at the rosters. Greggy, did you know we were fucking game of the week? I did not know that we were game of the week. I assumed we were the game of the week. Oh, yeah. I, look, I, I didn't look at it. assuming that the Bears are most of the games of the week. <laughs> yeah, I, look, if I'm looking at Tuesday night... I don't, I don't know if I'm talking to Greg Wise or Joel Donnelly. 
I'm, I like the if, swagger. If I don't be tonight, I'm going to be straight up. <laughs> I love the swagger. Uh, why is this being a pain in my ass? Sorry, I'm trying to get the bear stats up. Here we go. So tell me, Greg, before before we let you go, um, tell me if you, you guys are going to sort of do a similar game plan uh, coming in where you look to minimise, um, say, Will Tankard or Cal Shave. Um, well, I think if we can minimise Will Tankard, uh, Cal Shave is like a, more of a pass versus point guard, is he not? Uh, yeah, he'll run the break pretty well. He likes to get into the paint and sort of draw fouls. He's um, the man he's can put like... up points. He he definitely can put up points. He's very versatile. Like in a, in any other team, he's probably going to put up more points than the team that we've got. Obviously, with Will and and Pete and um, and even Clarky to a degree, sort of being, I guess, more trigger happy. You know, Cal's pretty. I'd say versatile. Whereas a lot of those guys sort of have their one wood. Like Pistols are shooting point guard. Will's a a shooting guard, and and that's really. I don't yeah. want to limit him. Yeah. That's really the bet. Yeah, that's that's the the one thing that we're going to get him to do. Whereas Cal can play one through four. So. So let me get yeah. that out real quick. <laughs> no se- no secrets between you and me, you and me, my man. Um, um, on yeah, the, on the flip you're side, you're in a unique plus. position. We've just picked up Cal Shea for our Thursday team, so I cannot have, have him be injured. I cannot have him walk out of that you game. You have got That's a winner hot. there, my man. Cal's a, and a lovely human being too. That bloke will not give up on a game and he's fantastic to have a beer with. Yeah, great well On the flip side, get in? Plozzy, um, uh, tell me tell me a yeah. bit about your strategy. Again, a hard team to combat, mate, because I feel like if you put all of your effort into one player, it's just going to be two or three sort of get off the hook and, and do the damage. So... Um, I think limiting uh, Puppy himself in the paint is going to be a really big key to winning. Because um, if, if if I'm honest, I think that's probably the only area I think you might be a little bit lean there, Greggy. I mean, Mick Francis is a big boy, Davis is a big boy, but in terms of length, um, not a not. I mean, you've got length and girth, but in terms of <laughs> length from the uh, from the arms, there's not a massive amount there. Um, obviously. I don't think we'll target one of your guards, you know, K2 and, and Jeff. You know, it's a pretty tough, tough ask to sort of try and limit one of without letting the other get off the hook. So it's going to be a real team team effort. Our defense is going to need to be better or we're probably going to get opened up like we did last week. So, yeah, it's I think paint points is going to be a big thing. That's what that's what killed us last week. And I think if we can keep sort of Greggy under 10 uh, without letting, you know, Mick or, or Jay Rich get off the, off the leash, that's going to go a long way for us. This this is going to be a really stupid question, but are we going with bears or are we going with pirates? And I already know the answers, so I just want to know by uh, winning margin. Yeah, who are you going with? Well, Go I'll, I'll get to me at the end. I'm going for the bears. <laughs> you I'm idiot! Must be going for the so, bears. Yeah, give me pirates. <laughs> yeah, I thought we could have done something real funny there, Greg. You know? I was yeah, like, no, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, I thought about it, but uh, no. Tell me, pirates by how many plus? Um. So this bit me in the ass last week. I said in our little write-up that we could put on 80 if we uh, shot well, and then we put up 40. So I'm going to go and say we're going to put up 160, and then we'll put up 80. That's how oh, it works, isn't it? That's clever. So what? Uh, yeah. So no, five, I, in, all, in all honesty, I think we bounce back pretty strongly. I can't see Will uh, having an, another down game on the shot, and I can't see Pistol having another down game on the shot. So um, I think we're going to score pretty well. I think it's going to be our defensive, and it's going to make a difference. I reckon we win by... By five. 
It's going to be a tight one. Greggy? I'm going to say Bears by 10, 40 to 50. 40 to 50? 40 to 50. Mate, I reckon we got two of the better offensive teams, both of ours. I reckon this could be a shootout. And man, you can just sit there and watch him rebound. What do you mean, watch? I have to do all the fucking rebounding. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're not going to be rebounding with me on you, brother. <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm going Knocking with this the... ass up into that big girthy Coke can. Oh, boy. <laughs> Talk to <dude. laughs> Oh, brother. I'm uh, looking forward I'll, to it. I'll get out. I feel like I've ruined half the podcast. No, you've made it so much better. Actually. No, we, we appreciate you jumping on. For the record, I'm going Bears by 10 plus. I think maybe uh, 15. Ooh, what do you reckon? 40 to 50? 15. I'm going 15. Yeah, something like that. 40 to 55. 15 point. You're a piece of shit, Dale. Thanks. He better get this last shoot, week. I hope he, you shoot he one from eight. I do. I do. Oh, you guys won, actually. Yeah. yeah. He owes this one from last week. Don't let me down. Did you I'll tip the Pirates last week, DT? Uh, I don't even know, to be honest. I, th- I think we only, no, I we only did the tips on games of the week, I'm pretty sure. So uh, Yeah, ours was game of the week last uh, week. For, so. for the re- yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, Pirates. I definitely tipped Pay the attention, man. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Right, Greggy, mate, thanks, you, Greg. thanks for Appreciate jumping on, man. Night. Really appreciate that. Thanks very much for having me. Sorry for derailing. Oh, I, I disconnected in mid-sentence. That was, <laughs> that was sloppy so producing. Rude. Sloppy producing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Uh, all right, the the second uh, game of the week, and, and that goes back to the Monday night. Uh, it's going to be the the Sharks and the Dragons. What's well, crossover? So there's no Monday, Tuesday, I guess. But Sharks and Are they Dragons. Play, they play Monday night or Tuesday night? Man, I, I I'd be lying if I said I knew. Uh, I'm gonna. I reckon to we're playing game. Tuesday night, and I reckon they're playing Monday night. Actually. I can I can tell you this: they are playing uh, tomorrow at. 7.30, so uh, it's not a 9.10, prime time. you know, yeah, it's prime time viewing, so I like that. Uh, this is going to be a hotly contested game, Sharks uh, with just the one loss, as are the Dragons, no, hang on, uh, Dragons have one loss, yeah, yes, Dragons they lost have got the, the yeah, Silver that's, that's right, yes, um, so yep. both teams with just the one loss, I think it's going to be a hell of a game, Um I think Lee Belton is due for a big one. He's had a couple of quieter weeks. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the Dragons do to try and mitigate his prolific shooting. Uh, and also the, the size of the Sharks. You know, Benny Rhodes and, and Cooper Rice been been really good inside. Uh, interesting to see if, uh, if Jaden O'Neill bounces back. Um, yeah, I think I think going to be a really good game. I wonder if Cam Scott's going to be back for the Dragons. Um, I think that's the difference, man, if I'm honest. Well, yeah, look, just just a bit of insider information. I messaged him to, to fill in on Thursday night, and um, he said, nah, no good tonight, but pretty good to go next week. So, um, Oh, perfect. I gather he might be good to go on the Monday night. We'll see, uh, we'll see, what, that, um, see what eventuates out of that. But um, assuming that the... Dragons are at full strength. Uh, man, it's, hard, it's so hard to tip against the Sharks. I don't like doing it. I'm not going to do it. Sharks. I am going to disagree with you, but not with a lot of confidence. I look <laughs> at the... Actually, I think if there's... This is going to be a matchup down low. And I reckon whoever wins that wins this game. So you've got Trent and Trent Reeford and Cam Scott, assuming he's playing. Yep. Um, against Coop Rice and Big Rody. So... I think the, in the length department, that goes to the Dragons. Trent's obviously probably got the biggest reach, almost in the comp, I'd say. Uh, maybe Mikey Stewart might have him covered, but there's not many 
yeah. that are you know that yeah. are, that can that sort of have the length and the athleticism that Trenner has, um, and obviously Camp Scott with his high IQ and sort of plays a bit bigger than he actually is, and he's he's quite big anyway. So I, th- I feel like the battle of the bigs there. I'm le- I, I, in terms of quality, I'm probably leaning towards the dragons, um, and that's probably harsh on the sharks. You know, Rody's probably shooting ninety percent over the last three weeks. Crazy, yeah. Um, yeah, and Coop's Coop's playing some really good basketball as well. So I, I, I yeah, think it's going to be a really good game, and uh, I just can't bring myself to tip against the sharks at the moment. Um, you know, I've tipped with them I guess all the I- season, so I, I'm going to have to stick with them. I think I've seen more scoring options with the Dragons. You're right. You're right. You know, if you got I'm looking Ryan, at their Ryan numbers Dunn, here, so average points for 15 the, easy. Yeah. Um, average points for the Sharks, you've got Lee with 19. And the next best is Coop Rice with 10. Yeah. And Rody with 9. So, And then you look at the average points for the Dragons. You've got uh, Mick Blythe with 19.8. Cam Scott with 13. Big Reeford with, with 10. Ryland done with eight, so you've got sort of three in the double figures. I think you've just got a little bit more of a spread. So any one of those Schofield players could go for seven. fifteen or twenty-two, just depending on um, on how the defense is played on. Mm, so I think the um, I think the Sharks might have to find another guard, sort of capable of putting up some numbers. So put a little bit of pressure back on Jay O'Neill. Um, I, I back him to bounce back. He's a better he's a better basketballer than that one from ten or whatever we saw last week. Um, and I'd love to see Liam Blacker sort of probably take a few more shots as well. Um, he's, he's good I mean, on he's those little reverse, those player. little Greg reverses. Actually, he's quite handy on that that little uh, under up and under. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and obviously, you know what you're going to get out of him on the defensive end. But yeah, I think if you can add a, you know, instead of scoring that sort of four four and a half points that he's averaging, if that sort of gets up to eight or ten, you know, this this Sharks unit's really hard to beat. So. This is going to be a pisser, mate. I'm, I'm going with the Dragons, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. I'd like to see... Um, I mean, it's hard to predict, but I'd like to see what um, defensive strategies both teams employ, and I'd like to think mm. that... Um, I'd like to think that both teams play man in this game, and if it goes that way, I think that um, that Michael Blythe is potentially in for a pretty hard time going up against Liam Blacker. I do not like that guy. Do you reckon Lee goes to Mick? Who else? Who else? It has to be him. Well, Cam's averaging six assists. Yeah, you can't put Liam on Cam. You'd put Cooper on Cam, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, I think you're right, but I don't think Coop can go with... Oh, see, that's probably a bit hard. Not, on the, not on the perimeter. I think, um, I think you know, Cam does his best work uh, offensively inside. He's obviously a terrific distributor of the basketball, but, um, you know, I don't think he's going to get the, the looks that he, he gets amongst other teams. Mm. Um, against the Sharks with, you know, a player like Cooper Rice on him. He's, he's just such a big body, man. Like, my God. Oh, and the IQ on Coop, man. Like, he, he gets in that. He's got those spin moves. He's he's obviously played some high-level ball. So, yeah, I don't know. And then that leaves, big, you know, Trent Reifert on roadie, which I think is a, a, a really good matchup again. So, shout yeah, out I don't Coop, know. Shout out Cooper Rice, actually. I, I messaged him to fill in on Thursday as well. Um, messaged him about 12 o'clock. He got to about... The game was at 7.30 or 7.40. 7 o'clock, actually. Messaged me about 6.30. He's like, nah, sorry, not going to make it. You know what? It sounds like you messaged everyone but me. And, you know, I don't know what to think about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, think about it and use it for fuel um, to to make, you know, some more inside shots. Well, you don't want a bloke that averages 2 and 10? You don't need that? <laughs> we do, actually. That, that's all. And But more importantly is the car park game, so... Is uh, it guys? <laughs> and I think I think you're oh. right up there in the car park game. So, 
I could have a really late night Tuesday night if we decide to have a lemonade <laughs> after um, after the mine and the Bears game. I'm really looking. This is a highlight of my season. I'm so wrapped that we uh, that we cross over. Actually, yeah. Are you sticking around to watch, or are you going home early? It's going to be hot. I'm actually um, I'm actually going to take the night off. Oh, you're on the Monday. Yes. No, I've I've actually got the buy. So um, I know you know Tristan's had um, not, not not the season off. He's been working very hard. <laughs> But um, but you know he he's recognised the the extra efforts that um, you know myself and and Ro and a lot of the other guys actually have, have really stood up in his absence and um, and Tristan's you know shout out to him man like he's he's gonna do both nights and um, yeah I, I I appreciate it so I'm gonna have the night off probably watching basketball games from home. Oh, you're gonna finally catch up on the playoffs this season? Yeah, you're, I might watch some Mavs there. games from three years. If the ago. Mavs are still in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there what are you, you go. Are you happy with your Mavs in the off season, DT? I am. I think the the Mavs have made significant strides, and we're getting off subject, but I'll, I'll talk about it anyway. Um, I think the Mavs are making significant progress. They've got one more trade to make, I think, and if that's a if that's a Clint Capella, if it's a uh, Ivaka Zubak or whatever his name is. Oh, Ivaka. Uh, or if it's uh, if it's a Jonas Valanciunas or something like that. I think um, you don't get Jonas from the Pels. <laughs> what are you if, giving up for Jonas? Christian Wood. Man, it's yeah. Well, so it's the only real pieces that they've got to trade is is a Tim Hardaway. I don't think they're willing to 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 trade away their young guys that are that are showing potential. So it's really like uh, it's Tim. It's a couple of seconds, or it's a Christian Wood sign and trade. So um, I don't. I think you got to give something up, mate. Do you want a Clint Capella or a Jonas Valanciunas? You're going to have to give up one of those young players. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the idea of that. But um, yeah, look, we'll see or, what happens. Or get this right. You know how you've got a really good big. It no. could probably average who 18, 18 and twelve and shoot thirty eight percent from the arc, oh, but you yeah. just don't play him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian Wood, we've spoken about this a lot. Yeah, but I'm not interested to see where he ends up. Actually, I could score forty on Tristan Wood. So uh, no, you couldn't. You yeah. shot one from seven in Super League Monday Night Domestic Comp. Yeah, but Spatch is twelve times the defender of Christian Wood. So you know, that's go, a fucking lie. Figure. No, I did dead serious. He'd clamp the shit out of Christian Wood. Anyway, you're, man, you're this is getting late in the podcast. Let's move on to our <laughs> to our players of the week. We had. Uh, we had a couple of players of the week that put up some big numbers, uh, which we touched on earlier, and the South player of the week was Hayden Melson from the Crocs. He had 35 points, 12 boards, including six from the land of plenty. Uh, froff him. Froff him. I love it. I think uh, this is sort of what we expected from him coming into the season. The man was just lights out in the scrimmages, uh, and I think... What we can expect from him is this sort of thing going forward. I love this game from H. I love the six triples. Um, it's not like he hasn't been getting his looks at the start of the season too. He's just he's had a bit of a dry run shooting, um, and he's really broken out in this game. So I don't, I think we can probably bank on him averaging probably twenty from here. Do you think that's probably fair, DT? I think so. Yeah, um, I think so too. I think I, he's, I think a, that's he's probably, a twenty-five. Like that's what we. That's sort of what I expected coming in so uh, I, I feel like the Crocs have really figured their shit out um, they've, they've got their roles sort of really defined they've got H playing well they've got Dill playing well 
Uh, Cooper's been playing well all season. He's sort of tapered off a little bit, but I think he's sort of just made a little bit of room. I feel like he was stepping up in the absence of um, these guys. So now he can sort of slip into a role where, you know, he can be complementary to these guys. And I feel like the Crocs are on a, a good path. Mate, they look so much more dangerous with Hedge playing it, like, you know, as he should be. Yeah. Um, yep. So much more dangerous. And, you know, I, I really rate Cooper Pantano. Um, you know, it's, when you're playing against the Crocs, you know, he wants the ball in his hands. He wants to be the pressure guy. He wants to. He doesn't to hit stop the big running, shots. man. So what I've noticed, I've yeah. watched the Crocs games on the stream, and I'm like, who's this bloody bastard running around all, the, all over the joint? He just doesn't stop. And, Got a great um, haircut, too, man. Like good he's, haircut. He's really, Shout out really to really Pantano's haircut. <laughs> I, I don't it. know if he's in the top five just yet, but um, you if know, he grows he's his definitely... hair back, he can't. He can't. You're ineligible. So if you can grow it, if, if yeah, <laughs> if he commits to being a, a lifer, then uh, yeah, I think he's got to be up there. <laughs> so I'm gonna die. <laughs> Are you like uh, my phone must hear me say bald a lot, right? Because I get a lot of that. You know, you get the targeted ads on Facebook <laughs> and shit. Do you get pilot and all that as well, or is it just me? <laughs> yeah, but I think that's just like oh, bald people can't get it up. I don't know what that is, but... It's um, pilot for stiffies. I thought it was for hair. Oh, maybe I get the stiffies too. I don't know. <laughs> I get the stiffies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I get a lot of like the hair, like mosh and all that. Like, yeah. Well, I don't want to... Yeah, I think, I think they've, they they know me well enough to know that I'm... It's just not coming back. It's stuff. Don't don't mark it at me. And like you, you, you wear it and you rock it. Right? Yeah, that's right. Like, we love looking like a big penis. It's great. <laughs> Or you don't like looking like a big penis? I mean, I, I don't mind it. It's it's okay. I feel like there's worse things that you could look like. Yeah, I mean, you could look like Tristan. I mean... <laughs> we had a, he was wearing a real hobo-like uh, beanie on Monday night. <laughs> and um, he looked like that guy from Airheads. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, we had a real good chuckle, like, you know, for an extra 15 minutes because OT kept going on and on and on. And like we we're laughing about that for ages. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there was time to do it. All right, the the um the East Conference Player of the Week, Josh Saunders from the Bucks, twenty five points, ten rebounds, four assists, gets stuffed. Sniper baby, man. shoot shoot DT, what a man! That's incredible, and uh, you know he's he's been sort of uh, in fairly decent form. I feel like last season he finished the season in incredible form. Uh, he's been in pretty decent form this season, but no better game than 25 points, 10 and 4 uh, from the great man, Josh Saunders. I love it. Mate, another GM that's going to be, uh, you know, just, just moving on up in the uh, in the GM uh, pits. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be what a healthy chat coming up. Was, was he a fourth or a third? He was a fourth. Oh, shenanigans. Yeah, Absolute shenanigans. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the yeah, the guy's proven to be a, a fairly reliable shooter in the last couple of seasons, and um, he's always been known as a as a decent shooter, but probably not as consistent as what he's been in the last maybe twelve months. Um, and I love to see it. I, I think it's great for him. Uh, he's doing good things, Joshy, and he's he's picked a good team around himself as well um, to sort of highlight you know his his strengths and his team strengths. So. Uh, good on him. He's he's uh, he's pieced one together there, and I reckon we're going to see another couple of games like this from him. You know, to, to round out the season. I think so. Uh, that's going to round us into our play. Uh, sorry, our team of the week, which included players of the week: Hayden Melson and Josh Saunders. Uh, rounding out the starting five was Nick Spez with his uh, massive game. 
for the Koalas. Uh, we had Michael Blythe with his big game from the Dragons and Jack Morris Burney with his destroying performance from the Rangers. Um, what do you think of that starting five, Plod? That's pretty hot. Mate, that's a uh, that is a five right there, mate. I, I'm walking around like a, a like a gunsling at the moment because I've just removed fucking Jack Morris Burney's fist from my ass after Monday night's <laughs> pantsing. Um, I like it, you know. I, I think if I'm making, I don't, I'm not making any changes, but I reckon like Ash Beck could probably count himself a little bit unlucky. Twenty four and twenty, he's coming off the bench. Man, um, yeah, yeah. Timmy Morgan off the bench as well. No, that's a damn good five, mate. I really, uh, I really like that. Who you got running the point in that? Mick Blythe, obviously. Uh, well, yeah, I think Mick Blythe and, and Timmy Morgan, if he's coming off the bench, is uh, is probably mm. the the most natural point guard out of a lot of them. But um, just a man, what a dominant team. Um, have Have you got Spurs playing the two and then H playing the four? Uh, I think it's you know Spurs three. I think it's uh, oh shit. It's it's hard. I think I think the team of the week image is correct. You got H at probably the one. Uh, sorry, Mick at the one. Uh, you got well, probably H at the four. Correct, I reckon H. Yeah, you know, probably H at the four. I think. Uh, Spurs, yeah, H Spurs or Spurs at, the at the four. I think either one of those. Like Joshy's definitely playing the two. I think H has probably got just the edge on on size and um, and the ability to play fours rather than. Um, than Spez. I think Spez is probably mm. better at guarding guards. But, um, yeah, I think I think H at the four, Spez at three, Josh at the two, uh, Mick at the one, and obviously JMB at the five. Love it. Powerful team. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah. I like it. I that, like that, it. that wouldn't be far off one of our all-star teams almost, I reckon. Yeah, agreed. We'd probably probably uh, give it a red-hot crack in the all-star game. All right, I like mate. it. Well, well, this is, uh, is going to bring us to the end of our podcast i do if you want to hang around i had a bit of a, a word to hayden byron um so we'll, we'll have that after the uh, the outro but yeah i'd like to thank all of you for joining me thank you plaz man like um giving up your time i know you were doing some washing before we started so i really appreciate <laughs> you um taking the time to join us man no uh, good brother i we we know what it's like the seven thirty time slot doesn't quite agree but anytime yeah. after that i'm on so yeah no i appreciate it all right, fellas, thanks for joining us. Yeah, stick around for Hayden Byron. Here with Hayden Byron from the Bulldogs. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Your, your pronunciation is getting much better. <laughs> Bulldogs coming with their uh, their first win tonight against the Ducks. Did you have a game plan going in? Uh, I didn't because uh, Tim Tim did. I wasn't part of it. So Tim does the scouting. Tim does all the scouting reports. Yeah. Um, my, my job was just to throw you off. Yeah. By Which you did. By telling you I was playing. Um, no, no, they did they did really well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean they had their matchups, which is you, obviously you, uh, and Jono, and the other the other bloke. I'm not great with names. Leon. Still. Yep. Yeah, it'd be Leon. Uh, which I think they did pretty well with, because by the sounds, 100%. I think you guys had seven points between the three of you. Which, uh, thanks, right? thanks for no, pointing that out. That's all right. Just, just make sure everyone's <laughs> aware. Uh, no, but no, that was that was their team plan. They they did good rotation um, with the yeah because only had the five. So they've uh, yeah they did really well with that was their plan to shut the big three down. And it sounds like they did well. Speaking from experience, I think your team uh, is capable of winning more games than what you had. I'm sure you guys feel the same. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I mean, I haven't seen much of what they'd done before, but 
from what I'd heard from a few people was that every game was relatively winnable. So I think the Foxes game was very, very close. Um, I thought we were relatively competitive against the Bears as well. Um, yeah, I, we just said before, I sort of thought, you know, no, there's no, there's no easy wins in the league, I don't think. We say it before every game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, do you credit this win to yourself a little bit, bringing a bit of winning culture over from the Pacers? That's, yeah, uh, yeah, just me not playing. I, I credit myself not playing tonight. <laughs> oh, man, no, I was just saying before, I've gone from, we had like two, two losses last season and I'm just dodging the wins between the teams this season. Um, um, yeah, it's got to it's got to be me in one way or another. I don't know how. <laughs> H, thanks for joining me. Uh, pleasure, mate. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Super League podcast today. Proudly brought to you by Horn Industrial Coatings. Please make sure to like and subscribe and follow us on all our socials. Until next time, make it a great day.